Hi, it's Pete Lawson here and welcome to another Train on Sports and Focused on Football Premier League betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? I'm in excellent spirits, Peter. The ESL is dead. Long live the uh, fair sharing Premier League as we <laughs> know it. Because obviously, there's nothing wrong with the Premier League and their distribution of money, is there? No, there certainly isn't. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's a big pot. It's a big, like the pigs in the trough the last few days, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it, nothing, it doesn't surprise me, really. No, I, think, I think everybody knows it's probably almost inevitable in some form as we go forward, whether that's a restructure of the Champions League, which I'm well in favour of because I think it's a bit of a shambles of a competition, especially the early stages. Uh, it's just the way that, it's, that they went around it, wasn't it, really, I think? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, but, but you know, like, like you say, it wouldn't surprise again in a couple of years' time. Well, well, I have to say, Pete, we, we were, I was chatting with my mother yesterday about this. She was quite passionate in her views as an Arsenal fan about the way it's been handled. Um, well, I kind of said to my mother, I, I asked her if she watched Wolves against Sheffield United on Saturday night. And she told me she didn't. And then later in the conversation, she was moaning about how all the shops are closing. But on the same day, she was waiting an Amazon parcel. So... You know, if you draw those comparisons to football, we're all kind of to blame in a way. Yeah. If, all, if all we tune in for were the big games. And I think maybe they've looked at these viewing figures over the last year and said, oh, crikey, hang on a minute. There's only 13 people watch Wolves Sheffield United. Yes. Yes. It, it's, it's, you know, like I say, and I think if something like this would happen, um, I, I reckon you'd be getting you know, somebody like your Amazons or your, or your Netflix actually buying these matches. You know, and I think it'll be it, it would have like say be a, its own streaming service, wouldn't it? And you know, watched by millions around the world. Yeah, and I think we we do have to accept it is a global game. And although we are so passionate in this country about it, in terms of the overall viewership of the Premier League, we are a relatively small proportion. Now, I've worked in large organisations where we've. Um, had offices in the Far East. And I know from your trips over there, haven't you, Pete? You know just how yeah. fanatical they are about our clubs. And we don't really fully understand the sort of economic sort of reach and might that those areas have. Yeah, well, I couldn't believe it. I went I went to Cambodia and I couldn't believe the amount of Juventus shirts there were. Were, were they dodgy Juventus shirts, though? I don't think they were, no. I did have a sort of <laughs> close look at them. No, they didn't look like. No, they didn't, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, the teams that I used to work with, they, they used to all go out after work at three in the morning to watch the Champions League games and midweek Premier League cards. They're fanatical. And like Gary Neville said, if these big clubs can gain control of the media rights, charge a pound per game, 100 odd million people around the world. Yeah. It's yeah. big money, mate. Right, let's just before we start, we've got 11 matches we're covering. Obviously, there's the. Um... Uh, the Carabao Cup final, which we won't be covering, but there's 11 games, 11 Premiership games starting tonight, ending next Monday, starting with Spurs against Southampton. Uh, Spurs obviously just sat Mourinho. Uh, recent heads heads against uh, Southampton. 
One four draw, naught lost one. They come off a two old draw uh, away at Everton. They've won three of their last four home matches at home to mid table sides. One six draw and two lost two. They come up against the Southampton side away at top half sides. One three draw and two lost five. Coming off a three nil defeat away at West Brom. Southampton though, they've lost seven of their eight <clears> last eight away matches. Despite the line being minus three quarters, I don't see any value in the line at all. Well, the line opened minus half, Pete, and then when Jose got his marching orders, it's trended to minus three quarters. And I wonder whether that's because Ra Mason's been given temporary charges spurs till the end of the season. The markets just think he'll allow his players to play with freedom because they were very constricted under Mourinho. And with Mason not being a candidate for the longer term position, why would he want to sort of get into sort of personal battles with his more attacking players? Um and ask them to play defensively. They've got a better squad of players than Southampton. So you would expect them, if they go out there and play with freedom, that they'll win the game. Interestingly, under Hassan Hotel, Southampton, over two and a half goals, has gone 12 and nine away to top half sides. I sense Tottenham are going to play a bit like a free dog tonight. The historical meetings have always seen plenty of goals. The last five in London have seen over two and a half goals. The one concern, though, is with this Carabao Cup uh, on the horizon at the weekend, I doubt very well. I think he's already been ruled out, Harry Kane. If Kane's not in the starting lineup, taking an over in a Spurs game where the line's set at two and three quarters probably isn't for me. But that's where I think the value is, Pete, with the over two and three quarters. Villa, Man City next. Reese Netheads. Villa have won North, has been one draw. City have won one. Uh, uh, Tone to top six sides. Villa's record's poor. One one draw and North lost nine. Come off a two one defeat away at Liverpool. City away at mid table sides. Um, one four drawn three lost three. Come off a two one defeat at home to Leeds. Villa very mixed home form recently. Well, this season they've won six, drawn two, lost six. City, they've won their last nine away matches. I think the value is with City here, uh, minus one and a quarter goals. The only thing that's putting me off is this Carabao Cup business. You don't know whether they may sort of be be juggling around. I think the league is pretty much wrapped up. Obviously, they'd want to do it sooner rather than later. I think City will win. I'm, I'm just not going to take this. I think there is value there with that wayside. Well, it opened at this level. It bounced up to minus one and a half and it's now back at minus one and a quarter. Um, what's interesting to me here, Pete, is that Villa have nothing to play for in this game. They're 17 points away from the relegation and nine points away from the European places. So how do we expect them to play? Well, over the last five seasons, I've been digging down into this, Pete, a little bit in terms of how the teams perform when they've effectively got nothing to play for. Over the last five seasons, mid-third place sides have won just 22.9% of their games at home against top six place sides. That's the season-long perspective. If you drill it down into the final eight games of the season, they actually win 10% more of their games. That, that rate increases to 32%. Now, it's suggesting here then that there's a better chance of Villa winning this game at this stage of the season than any other time. City on this Carabao Cup final on the horizon. Now, I know it's a very small sample size, but we've seen two games so far with teams that were supposedly in this ESL. They've not won either of them. Now, whether that, that's just a complete coincidence or whether there's sort of been a massive distraction in the build-up for teams, 
Do you know what, Pete? I think Villa could win this game outright. I think there's just as much chance that City win it by three or four clear goals and, and have a very easy night. But I tell you what, you can back Villa at nine to one and I wouldn't be dissuading anyone from having a bit of that. If you remember that first game this season, City won 2-0, but there's only two goals in the last 10 minutes. So, yeah, Villa 9-1, to one, folks. Leicester, West Brom next. Recent head-to-heads, Leicester have won naught. There's been two draws, West Brom 1-1. One, one. At home to bottom six sides, Leicester's record's good. 1-7, drawn two, lost one. They come for 3-2, defeat away at West Ham. They lost three of their last five home matches, though, Leicester have. Uh, West Brom away at top six sides, 1-3. This is not bad record, really, when you consider the last couple of seasons. Obviously, this, ta- this takes the last time they're in the Premiership as well. 1-3, drawn four, lost three, come for 3-0 victory at home to Southampton. In fact, West Brom, they've won their last two Premier League matches scoring eight and conceding two the line is minus one my ratings are suggesting some good value Leicester the only thing that puts me off is the head-to-head and what's obviously West Brom's recent form but I think West uh, Leicester are very good value here well over the last five seasons Pete the trends are ridiculous in terms of favouring Leicester here top six at home to bottom six top six have got 146 26 and eight in this spot. 103 of those victories came by two or more goals. But this is ridiculous in a way, Pete. Leicester are third in the Premier League table and they've lost seven games at home this season. Can you ever remember that? No, no. It's, that's... <laughs> it, 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 it's just incredible. And with such an indifferent home record against the team scrapping for their lives, you, you know that Big Sam will have watched those games back. They will sit off Leicester. They'll look to hit them on the break. I mean, all the historical trends point to Leicester minus one. But I tell you what, Pete, West Brom are over five to one in this game when, you know, we've seen some inconsistencies with Leicester's home form. Crikey, I can feel a West Brom Villa double coming at about 50 (laughs) to one here. Yeah, I I mean, I I think... uh... Because well, West Brom like need to win, Pete, aren't they? They need to win. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, unless you say Leicester are just... That's the what puts me off. They, they, Leicester are a good value here. There's no question about it. But, you, 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 yeah, you, you just the, the stats alone, the simple stats alone this season puts well, those, me off those, that. Those trends, I mean, of 146 wins in this spot for top six against bottom six, 103 of those. So, what's that? Sort of 75%? have come by, by two or more goals. So everything's pointing towards Leicester, apart from if you've watched either of the two teams in recent weeks. Right. Next up is uh, Arsenal-Everton. Uh, uh, Arsenal have got a good, good record in this game. They've won all of the five of the recent matches. At home to top our sides, not so good. 1-3, drawn two, lost five. Cut off a one old draw at home to Fulham, where they, they were poor. Uh, Arsenal at home this season, 1-6, drawn four, lost six. So that says everything, really. Everton away at mid-table sides, 1-4 draw, not lost six, come off a 2 all draw at home to Spurs. Everton drawn their last four Premier League matches. I can't believe my ratings are suggesting no value here. Uh, it's Arsenal minus a half. I would have thought that the ratings would be suggesting that Everton wouldn't be a bad bet, but there you go. Well, this line opened minus three quarters, Pete, before Arsenal played Fulham last weekend. I didn't see any of that game. But by all accounts, Arsenal weren't very good. And and even at this point, I'm thinking, what have Arsenal done to deserve being half a goal favourites for this game? Everton have got 9-3-3 three and three on the travels this season. And for a team that I have slight concerns about from a defensive perspective, they've actually only conceded 15 goals on their road. You know Ancelotti will get them really well organised. 
as you say, Arsenal have been really strong in this meeting. They've, they've won each of the last five games at the Emirates. Three of those have been won by two or more goals. But I tell you what, Pete, if I'm having a silly double away wins, I might as well top it up with a treble and take it up to about 175 to one. I'm going to take Everton here, Pete, plus half a goal. I mean, we've seen Arsenal fail to cope with adversity so often in the past. This ESL fallout, if if it transmits into the players, and maybe you'll get a, a good reader across from the other performances from the likes of Man City and Tottenham in the in the coming few days. I'll tell you what, 100 to 30 on Everton to take all three points, Pete. It's not the worst bet you'll ever make. Liverpool, Newcastle next. Recent Ertes, Liverpool are 1-3. There's been one draw, Newcastle 1-0. A home spot on six sides. Liverpool's record's not as good as you'd think. 1-6 draw and one loss, three come from one old draw away at Leeds. Newcastle away at top six, it's poor. 1-1 one, one draw and not lost nine, come off a 3-2 victory at home to West Ham. Liverpool, they've won three of the last four Premier League matches. And Newcastle, they've won their last two Premier League matches, which is all but secured their... Um, uh, Premier League place. I think the value is certainly with the away side plus one and three quarter goals. It is, but you have to worry yourself slightly now that that good run has happened, whether they'll probably take their foot off the gas a little bit. I mean, incredibly, Liverpool have only taken one point from their last four games at home to bottom half sides. I mean, that that's crazy, really. If you remember what we were saying sort of three months ago, prior to the last couple of years about this Liverpool team being completely unstoppable at home. You wouldn't want to sort of back the away team, whoever they were, yet now that they've taken one point in the last four against bottom half sides. Crazy. I mean, again, I referenced the European Super League. It's dead, but the fallout continues. And we've seen over the last few days, a lot of energy being taken up um, in terms of players tweeting, meetings, etc., I certainly wouldn't want to be laying one and three quarter goals, Pete. Not in this game. West Ham, Chelsea next. Recent head to heads. West Ham won three, being uh, one draw. Chelsea won one. I was surprised at that head to head, if I'm bluntly honest. Uh, West Ham um, at home to top six sides, one four drawn, one lost five. That's a good, that's not bad, really, for West Ham at home to top six. Come off a three two victory. Uh, 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 sorry, a 3-2 defeat away at Newcastle. Chelsea away at top six sides. It's not great. 1-1 one, one drawn, two lost, seven come off a 0-0 draw at home to Brighton. West Ham, 1-4 drawn, one of their last five home. Chelsea, 1-4 drawn, two of their last six away. So Chelsea, good away form. West Ham, good home form. I think there's some very good value. West Ham plus three quarters here. And I'd, I'd probably take that as well. I was toying with it at plus half a goal, Pete. And for some reason... Whether it was that draw against Brighton or last night that sort of drifted this line out to three quarters with Chelsea probably needing to win this fixture a little bit more than they did last night. Um, I think it's fantastic value, Pete. We have played 80% of this season now. I think there's a pretty good chance, looking at the league table, that West Ham finish in the top six. The last five completed seasons, top six teams against top six teams... On this, on the half a goal line, the home plus half a goal line, the home team have gone 115 to 35 on this line. Yes, we can we can talk about team names and, and whatever and say, well, are West Ham really a top six side? Played 32 games of the season, Pete. They're a top six side. This is this was 
decent value at plus half a goal, at plus three quarters of a goal, it's fantastic value and stuff it. If I'm having 175 one to one treble, I might as well load it up into about an eight hundred to one quadruple. I mean, again, there's worse bets than taking West Ham at nearly three to one to win this game. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Sheffield United, Brighton. Um... Sheffield United out to bottom six. This is a good record. One six drawn three lost naught coming from one nil defeat away at Wolves. Brighton away at bottom six sides one one drawn four lost five off a nil nil draw away at Chelsea. Sheffield United lost nine of their last ten Premier League matches. Mixed from Brighton, they won two drawn two lost two of the last uh, six away. Good value Sheffield United here, but obviously you can't touch them on on you know given that they're they're already down. Yeah, and I would imagine that Graham Potter has circled this game. The one big last push of the season. They're sitting seven points above Fulham. If they win this game, I mean, they're probably safe anyway. But if they win this game, this will virtually all but mathematically guarantee their safety. And last week I said I thought Wolves would beat Sheffield United, but we couldn't trust them minus one. They won 1-0. I have the same feelings here, to be honest. I think Brighton will probably get the job done. Remember those stats that I talked about the other week, Pete? The historically bad Premier League teams. In their last 10 games of the season, those five historically bad teams went 1-6-43. and 43. I added Sheffield United to that list two games ago. They've lost both of them. So that's now 1-6-45 and 45 in the last 52 games in this spot. I'm not going to turn this into a 2,500-to-1 accumulator, Pete. I'm not going to be taking Sheffield United here. Um, I expect Brighton to win. But as you say, trusting the minus three quarters, not for me. Wolves-Burnley next. Recently, to heads. Wolves are 1-1. There's been one draw. Burnley nought. At home to bottom six sides. Wolves record's good. 1-7, drawn two, lost one. Go for 1-0 victory at home to Sheffield United. They've won, they won their last two. However, that's those are 1-0 victories against Sheffield United and Fulham. Burnley, away at mid-table sides. 1-2, drawn two, lost six. Come off 3-1 defeat away at Man United. Burnley lost their last three Premier League matches. No value in the line for me here. I have to say, Pete, I've slept on a little bit here on how Burnley've slipped down the table. I wasn't really aware until the past weekend when I checked it <clears throat> that they're in danger here. We know that they go on bad runs of form and there's the possibility that they might not win another game this season. So all of a sudden, with Fulham not playing this weekend, this becomes a really vital game. Now, can Sean Dyche sort of rally the horses, rally the troops one final time to get a really good performance out of his side? Possibly. But they're going away to a wolf side who we know will be very well organised, very resilient. At home to bottom half place sides, they've only lost five of 26. Burnley have a good record away to bottom half place sides. They've gone 17, 14 and 19. It wouldn't surprise me if this ended up in a dour draw because what that would mean is it would take Burnley another point clear of Fulham um, so they'd be seven points clear rather than six, get them an extra game ahead as such in terms of, of games Fulham need to win. So if I was going to bet this game, it would be the outright draw. Uh, Leeds, Man United next. Interesting looking fixture. Uh, Leeds... Uh, 
recent home form. 1-5 drawn, 2 lost, 3 coming for one old draw at home to Liverpool. United away at Midtail sides. 1-5 drawn, 4 lost, 1 coming for 3-1 victory at home to Burnley. Leeds won 3 of their last... Uh, three, oh, sorry. <coughs> Leeds won 3 and drawn 2 of their last 5 Premier League matches. And Manchester United won their last 5 Premier League matches. No value in the line. But I have to say, I think Manchester United have had a very good season. Yeah, and what I don't really understand here, Pete, is why were Liverpool minus one for this same game on Monday night? United were 14 points ahead of Liverpool yeah. when that line was set. They've not lost away from home in what seems like eternity. Again, how will United cope with the pressure of that ESL backlash? I know we're talking sort of a week almost further down the line and it may have subsided a little bit. But the value is with United here because... You know, Liverpool probably should have seen that game out the other night and should have won. On this minus a half a goal line, it would be Man United or pass for me. You know what I was, I was thinking here, you know, under normal circumstances, by normal circumstances, that, that I mean, if you didn't have such a freakish side like Manchester City, United would be winning the league, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, incredible to, to think they've not lost away from home that is the sort of form that we used yeah. to expect from title winners yes um, and you know I've been critical of Solskjaer but he's he seems to have done a decent job and turned it around uh, Midlands Derby next uh, Villa West Brom uh, Villa at home to bottom six sides one six drawn two lost two again obviously they'll have paid, played last uh, night their, their, you know, their last game was against Liverpool um, West Brom away at mid table size one two drawn one lost seven we've already discussed Villa's mixed home form West Brom they've won their last two Premier League matches obviously all to play for this week um, small value Liverpool, uh, sorry, small, sorry, Liverpool small value Aston Villa Minus uh, half a goal. Well, it opened minus three quarters. It's trended down to minus a half. Um, and I think this, this line will move again, depending on what happens in the side's next game. If, if West Brom get a positive result against Leicester, and when I say a positive result, I think at this stage of the season, we're probably talking about a win. Then this line could trend down even further to minus a quarter. But if they lose and other results go sort of against them, the, the, the fate may or be all but sealed at the King Power. And I think that line will go back to minus three quarters. There's some really strong trends here, centre-back Villa. Mid-third against bottom six. I've got 147 and 93 on this line, this minus half a line. So the trends are saying back Villa. If West Brom win at Leicester, I don't think they'll lose this game. But that's in itself, that's a big ask to win at the King Power. Finally, we've got Leicester Crystal Palace. Uh, again, Leicester, well, they, they will have, uh, they, I can't remember, they're playing West Brom, they will have played West Brom. At home to mid-table size, they've won four, drawn three, lost three. They're coming up against the Crystal Palace side who lost 4-1 last time at home to Chelsea. Palace, they've only won one of their last five Premier League matches. The line is minus one at the moment. My rating suggesting there's no value in that line. It's really close to going to minus one and a quarter, isn't it, Pete? It's hovering under one. Well, that would, I think there would that there would be definitely value Palace there then. Yeah, Leicester are one point seven nine at the moment on the minus one line. Um, Palace have nothing to play for. Let's be honest. So their motivation is questionable. What we do know though is that Roy Hodgson will not allow that to be an issue. He will still get his team tactically prepared, and we know the way in which they like to play really stifles Leicester. They'll sit off, they'll let Leicester have a lot of the ball 
And as we know, that's the situations where the Foxes struggle. That's why they've lost seven games at home. And a lot of those losses have come against the teams, the lower teams who sit off, absorb the pressure and then hit them on the break. If the line gets to one and a quarter, I think I'll probably have a little bit of Palace. Um, but I, I'll be interested to see how Leicester handle this running, Pete. Um, because the, the Champions League places are there for them if they want them. They've got a reason, you know, if you look at, they've got West Brom and Palace, two home games in a row where you should really get six points, they're in a strong position, but I'm not convinced they will get six points. Right, let's wrap this up then. I, I'm going to go, uh, and I'm going to go for one bet this, this week. I, I'm going to go West Ham plus three quarters at home to Chelsea. I think, I think the worst case scenario is possibly a, a very small loss there. Well, I'm going to take West Ham plus three quarters of a goal and I'm going to take Everton plus half a goal. And then if you're going to get really silly, Pete, then I don't think, and I, I know I was laughing about it, but this 800 to one odd cu- accumulator on, let's just scroll back down, on West Ham, Everton, West Brom in their first game this week at the King Power and then Aston Villa. I think there's some really, really good value on the underdogs this week in this card. I think there's some, I want to say badly priced games, but there's a lot of assumptions been priced into the games. And I still think there might be a bit of a twist with this ESL in terms of not understanding how much it's taken out of the players in terms of their mobiles going off all the time, requests for interviews and very difficult to shut off when there's such an emotional issue uh, going around. So, yeah, I think it's a week for underdogs, Pete. Right. Well, we shall be back um, over the next couple of days with the uh, weekend uh, League Two um, podcast. And uh, good luck, everybody, over this weekend. Best of luck, everybody.